Hey, caffeinators. Welcome to the Vet Tech Cafe. The Vet Tech Cafe is a podcast centered around veterinary technicians and nurses, hosted by myself, Dave Cowan, and my good friend, Jeff Backus. We strive to discuss current issues facing our profession and give our colleagues a voice and a medium to enter into these discussions. Our guests are experts in the veterinary field that we hope can help our listeners work towards dealing with these issues, as well as coming up with solutions that can lead to change. If you have a question, comment, or would like to be a guest on the Vet Tech Cafe, please contact us at vettechcafe at gmail.com, or you can find us at our website, vettechcafe.com. One thing we would ask of you, our listeners, is to rate and review us on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. We're not exactly sure how or why this helps us, but apparently it does. So without further ado, come on in, grab yourself a cup of coffee, and get ready for another episode of the Vet Tech Cafe. Hello, caffeinators. Thanks again for, for joining us on another Sunday evening here, or, or whatever day it is you might be listening. But uh, but welcome <laughs> to the Vet Tech Cafe, where leaving on time is the expectation, not the exception. Dave, how's it going out there? It's getting cold out here. Well, it's we're... Less than a week away yeah, from Christmas. By the time this uploads, yeah. it'll be two days after Christmas. But things are going good here. Uh, finishing up Christmas shopping, you know. Oh, yeah. How are you guys doing out there? Same. Uh, largely the same. Um, it's actually kind of warmed back up a little bit. The sun's been out. It's It's been in the, the 60s. It's been nice days. But yeah, it's, it's um, you know, the, the Amazon delivery man, I feel like, is here two or three times a day. <laughs> at least. And uh, I'm so mad at myself. The I, I wanted to mention, I, I completely forgot... Uh, you know, I linked my Amazon Smile account to Becky Mosser's oh, uh, yeah, Veterinary yeah. Industry Giving Tree, but you have to use the separate, like the smile.amazon.com to oh. shop. You can't just do the regular. And I bought a couple of things that, and, and you can't retroactively apply it. And I, I, I strongly considered returning them so that I could just rebuy them. <laughs> um, but then I, I at least remember to do it for a couple of things. But Caffeinators, if you don't remember that episode when we talked with Becky Mosser about the veterinary industry giving tree, um, they do have a smile uh, account through Amazon where you can any purchases you make can go a little bit of it to them. You just have to do the smile.amazon.com to, to do your shopping, to, to link it to them and just tag them in it. But um, but a really, really great way since so many of us get our stuff on Amazon anyway. And I think this year they're they're all parceled out for what they're giving yeah. away, but I it, it goes on throughout the whole Absolutely. year. Absolutely. If you if you still want to donate, you certainly can. Absolutely. So you know, looking at uh, at things, I think one thing that's kind of making uh, a lot of headway or, or getting a lot of traction online is the AAVSB rolled out their what they call the Veterinary Care Elite, um, and, and I don't honestly know now when they rolled this out. I know it's been in the works for quite some time, but I'm at least starting to see them advertise it now. Yeah, and I I didn't. I didn't hear anything about this until you sent it to me earlier today, and <laughs> it's kind of funny because I, I I was reading through this. I'm like, is this really what Jeff wants to talk about? Because this doesn't seem like a good idea. And you you said that, yeah. What's the point of this? And and I was like, oh, okay, good. We're we're on the same page. I was <laughs> I was afraid for a moment that we weren't on the same page on something. Right. But I mean, just reading through this, I mean, it looks like just a resume builder. It doesn't look like anything yeah. that's even. The co- what what is the cost? I think of it? it's eighty. It's eighty dollars a year to start, and then like forty dollars yeah. a year. And yeah. I mean, I don't know how many organizations you're a part of, but I I don't need another it's another yeah forty dollars a year going to fees for something that I I get no benefit right. from. And, and frankly, like a CE tracker is a great idea. I, I, I mean, it, it is, um, but. You're a spreadsheet whiz. Like you do all of our spreadsheets for the podcast. <laughs> or if I need a spreadsheet done, I, I text you and ask you to set it up for me because I I don't know how to do spreadsheets to save my life. But this essentially 
really what you need. And the, the veterinary care elite title to me sounds a little bit weird because to me that almost sounds more veterinarian like, like I would like it to say, yeah. you know, credentialed veterinary technician care right. or something like that. Anyway, that that's probably a, a moot point, but you do have to have 17 CE credits a year, 12 medical and five non-medical um, that are required. Which, which, what does what is a non-medical? Right, and uh, I mean, is that is that maybe like mental health? Is it like right, and and management? And there and there are still a lot of states that don't require CE. So there's probably a lot of employers that don't pay for CE for technicians. Like that's that's a big ask. Seventeen. Yeah. Um, I mean, California for technicians is twenty every two years. So that's that's more than even what California requires. So right. right. Um, you know, I, again, I, I think it's a. It's a great idea, but in the end, I just I have a hard time, especially because the AAVSB doesn't actually credential technicians themselves. I have a hard time seeing this as anything but a way to get eighty bucks out of people or forty dollars yeah. annually. Like it just it, well, and I don't want to I don't want to get on the VTS soapbox here, but it says here veterinary care elite program members are role models for colleagues, highly regarded in their workplace, and sought after by practices looking to hire exemplary professionals. I mean, is that not what a VTS does, like I, I don't understand right. why we need something else like that. Right. It just doesn't make any right. sense. Right, and, and I, I I can't imagine ever being enrolled in this program is is going to set you apart from other app. Like I can't imagine too many practice managers or or practice owners that are gonna have an idea that this even exists. And I mean, first of all, you'd have to explain what right, it is, right? And so it's just another like again, like so many things we've talked about recently. I think it's probably a great idea and it's probably useful for a lot of people in terms of tracking their CE and, and what have you. I, I just, it's probably another one of those things that it's, yeah. it's step eight in the process and we haven't figured out step one through seven yet. And right, exactly. And we don't have, you know, if we had national requirements for CE, if, if, you know, if it's, this is 17 units a year, if 17 units a year was the requirement for every state, this would be great. Great, but like, yeah, because you're already getting right. That. You you have to get that to maintain your license, but that's just that's right. That's just not the deal, and it's not the case. Yeah, <laughs> so it's just uh anyway. I, I mean, kudos to them for thinking outside the box and, and trying something new and what have you. And maybe they'll get some feedback and, and change a few things. But I, I don't know. I, I'm not sold on it. I'd I'd be I'd be curious to hear from anyone. Yeah, who's, who's, who's using this. it? If it if it who's using it and is it beneficial? Yeah, yeah. If you're using it and you love it, tell us why and. What the, what is the, you know the people with the the signs change my mind like yeah. like let me know why it's working for you because I, I would love to hear yeah. uh, but you know I'm not enrolled in it and just looking at it on the surface I at least right now yeah. I don't see the the benefit of it but if you use it and you love it and it's helpful for you we'd love to hear about that absolutely and if if you want to spend money to track your CE and you want someone to make a spreadsheet for you uh, just email us and I will do it to you for a discount <laughs> yes for for seventy nine ninety nine seventy nine ninety nine I'll give you a discount <laughs> um, and I I'd also be remiss too um, you uploaded our um, our most recent tap room to our vet, uh, vet tech yes. cafe podcast YouTube channel today. Yep. That, that whole episode, the whole premise of that was, was brought to us, uh, by Harold Davis, you know, the, the whole idea and discussion that we had, unfortunately off the record, cause we both didn't think to, to restart <laughs> the recording, but that's where that tap room episode, all of the, the six points that we largely talked about. So thank you very much to Harold Davis for not only his time in that interview, but for turning us on to that. Cause that, yeah. that, that gave me a lot to think about this week. In fact, I was 
watching that uh, that episode just before we came on air today. And so definitely check that out. If you're if you do much on YouTube, um, you can subscribe to our channel. All it is is really our taproom episodes that we actually record the video on. Uh, maybe down the road we'll do something fun otherwise with it, but that's where it's at now. So we probably will. Yeah, yeah, and and you can find it too. You can link it through our or it's linked through our website. Uh, vettechcafe.com. You can check it out there too. So, what do you think, Dave? Should we go ahead and get started with today's episode? Yeah, let's let's get let's get our guest. She, she's out. been patient enough so far. Um, <laughs> so today we have um, Sam Guiling coming by the Vet Tech Cafe. She's located in Hawaii, moved there in 2008, and is an RVT and has been making a huge impact for registered veterinary technicians in the state of Hawaii. She helped grow and build the Vet Tech program, um, which earned AVMA accreditation in 2013, which was a big year for us. That's when we got our VTSs. Yes. And uh, founding member of the Hawaiian Vet Tech Association, helping pass legislation to recognize RVTs, which of course is near and dear to us. We've talked about that several times. Um, and she's now hoping to bring together individuals in veterinary medicine who want to unite and take action to improve the profession. And part of that is what's called the VetMed Mastermind Group. And we'll talk about that. Just a place really where we can bring up ideas and discuss them, give feedback, and, and really how to connect with others and helping move the needle of the profession forward. And essentially, Dave, that's the whole premise of our podcast. So definitely, exactly, definitely yeah. a discussion we wanted to have. So Sam, thank you very much for coming by the Vet Tech Cafe today, especially on such short notice um, and with the time of the year, I know everybody's time is tight. So thank you very much for uh, for taking the time out. Um, it's early for you out there in Hawaii, or at least earlier than it is for me, and way earlier than it is for Dave. So what can we get you for? Way early. <laughs> what can we get you for a cup of coffee? It's actually kind of funny. I rarely drink coffee. If I drink coffee, it's in a stout or a porter. So maybe. Yeah. Oh, great. Yes. <laughs> Like, Love maybe it. we should have done a tap room because I should oh, have had a Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I drink, you know, a chai tea or something like that. But most days I actually survive somehow without caffeine. So Nice, nice. That's, you're, you're one of the <laughs> unicorns. Sure, I'm not sure how. Yeah, you're one yeah, of the unicorns. I know, I, I know. I almost grabbed a coffee stout this morning and I thought I, I, I made myself, I, I told myself it's not a tap room. You can't have you can't have a beer, <laughs> just coffee this morning. But I, I would have had a coffee stout <laughs> <laughs> if we had known. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if um, if you don't mind, Sam, um, just take a take a couple minutes and take us through your career path, kind of what you got in or got got you into veterinary medicine, some major stops along the way, and, and what you're doing now. Yeah. So uh, I grew up in northern Minnesota, so really like the land of snow and ice. That's what I always. <laughs> say I never enjoyed winter I don't like the cold so which is I mean perfect where I live now right and I had very few pets growing up my mom is allergic to animals so you know when I was in second grade I had a hamster and she said uh you either need to choose me or the hamster and apparently I said okay <laughs> bye mom um <laughs> <laughs> so, and then I was able to get a horse as a teenager, but I had strict rules that when I came in, you know, back home, I would have to like strip my clothes down, throw them in the wash, you know, shower up so that uh, my mom didn't end up with a crazy asthma attack in the hospital, sure. which, mm -hmm. you know, it did happen a few times times you know just horse probably wasn't allowed in the house too, we, right? you know <laughs> had, we to, lived, had to stay outside yeah we did live one street over from main street in a really cute little 
town with a like nice river so the river went through our backyard and yeah it was a really like very picturesque place where I grew up it's like a town of like 3,500 people you know hmm. but I always knew that I had that animal connection like whatever that thing is that we have you know it kind of unites us like we just know, right? Some people, I see even children now, some of them innately seem to be able to like navigate animals. And some of them just like will walk up to any dog and just all in their face. And I'm like, how do you not have that like innate thing? Right. But I always had it. I always had it. So I knew that I wanted to work with animals. But growing up in such an isolated place, I wanted to leave too. And so I spent four years in the Navy. I was actually in boot camp for. September 11th. So, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I joined. I told my mom, I'm like, she's like, be careful. I'm like, nothing's going to happen. It's going to be fine. <laughs> and then <laughs> I got out of boot camp. I went to my A school, uh, my training in Meridian, Mississippi. And then I was on the first aircraft carrier over. So, wow. yeah. Wow. It was, yeah, it was a unique experience. And really, I didn't care for it. I didn't like the Navy. You know, I... <laughs> Um, I didn't enjoy my time. At my two-year mark, I was like, I cannot believe I'm only halfway done with this. I'm like, whatever character building was going to happen has happened, and I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm good, thanks. I, yeah, like, I, I, I'm done with this. And, but I did fulfill my contract. I put in my four years. I did switch ship about halfway through. I went from the USS George Washington to the USS Enterprise, and the Enterprise is decommissioned now. But that... Mm -hmm. switch i don't know if it's just leadership i don't but that ship was so much better so hmm. anyway the last bit of time wasn't as excruciating as the first bit but yeah i got out the first possible day that i could <laughs> when we were in the shipyards we were doing these things in the afternoon called cleaning stations cleaning stations is what everybody stops what you're doing and cleans thoroughly for two hours every day wow yeah mm-hmm yep and so I was get I got my paperwork and I was leaving during that time and the guy second in command on the aircraft carrier is the executive officer and he's waiting at the bottom on the pier. He said, Shipmate, I need you to go back to your cleaning station and I saluted him and I said, Sir, <laughs> this is my DD two fourteen. I'm a civilian. I'm gonna go home and take off my uniform and he <laughs> saluted me back and he said, Go ashore and I was like, Yes. So <laughs> So yeah. Got out of that one last cleaning yeah, station. Yeah, I was like, I'm not cleaning today. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it was, I was glad I, I was glad I did it for, <laughs> for the most part, but I'm glad I'm done. I have a neighbor now who we went in about oh, wow. the same time and he's just retiring. I was like, oh my gosh, I would still be there. <laughs> That's crazy <laughs> to think about. If I put in my 20 years, I would have just left, you know, this August. So Anyway, so I learned a lot of life skills and navigating people from all kinds of different backgrounds and, you know, collaborating. And I learned a lot of good skills there. But I mean, like, I don't have to sit around in a gas mask anymore. So that's nice <laughs> for training things. And then I went to vet tech school in North Carolina. I went to Central Carolina Community College. And actually, Becky um, Mosser, she graduated the year before me. So when she was a second year, I was a first year. So we hung out a bit. Um, so I know her pretty well. And then I did my internship at Duke. So I got to dabble a little bit in lab animal stuff. And that was super fun. I really enjoyed my time there. Uh, they offered me a position, but I had already 
purchased a plane ticket to Hawaii. One of my, <laughs> I was like, I have to politely decline. One of my friends I was in the Navy with, she got out, but her husband was stationed in Hawaii. And she's like, you need to come here. She's like, it's terrible. I was like, that's not true. But she actually just hated her marriage. And she's, div- she's, <laughs> you know, like she's divorced. Oh, ha- she's happily divorced. And she got an MBA and she's like rocking out life now far away from her ex-husband. Um, but so she moved like six weeks after I got here. She like, yeah, she like left her husband six weeks later. That's kind of like Jeff and I. Je- Jeff moved to New England like what was it like three months after I yeah. left? <laughs> yeah, I, I I think I got I think I got there and then you left. I, I think was it or, or, yeah. or yeah, but just yeah, yeah. So I, I get it. <laughs> I know she called me. She's like, "Can you bring me to the airport?" I was like, "What?" She's like, "I don't need you to ask me any questions. I just need to know. Can you bring me to the airport today?" And I was like, "Sure." And I did. And I'm, you know, I've seen her a handful of times since then. But I made my way here. You know, I worked for about a year for a busy clinic here that did GP. We saw emergencies. We also did exotics. And then a teaching position opened up. And when I was in school, I knew that that's what I wanted to do. I was tutoring, you know, and I was going to school with so many people who had already had at least some time under their belt working in veterinary medicine. And I didn't, right? I'd come from the Navy, which is like a totally different world. Mm -hmm. And so I, and I had very few pets, right? Like, they're like, you need to hold this cat, restrain this cat. And I was like, you guys are crazy. Like, I'm not restraining this cat, right? I had no idea how to do any of these things because I had never done it before. But then once we started getting into some of the courses, like lab techniques, where the veterinarians a lot of times don't take time to train their on-the-job trained staff to like, teach them like this is what this blue dot means and this is what this red dot means you know in your cbc printout and stuff they had no idea but i was learning everything with equal weight because i didn't have that filter yet of like you're gonna do this every day and you're gonna do this once every three years i didn't know how to filter that information when i was in school to like figure it all out so i just learned everything i was like okay i'm gonna i apparently this is important because they're talking about it you know And so I was tutoring my classmates while I was a student. And I just knew, I just knew that I wanted to teach. So I went out, I got about a year of experience doing kind of crazy stuff for here, you know, and it was, we were probably one of the busiest clinics at the time. We've got an emergency referral center now, but we didn't then. Hmm. So yeah, we were kind of one of the few places, at least on this side of the island for seeing some of the crazy stuff that would come into veterinary clinics. So I learned a lot. I learned so much that first year. I was I was able to work with one really phenomenal veterinarian that guided me and built my confidence. And you don't hear all those stories, right? We hear so much of the negatives, but there are some veterinarians out there who are really like taking their staff and just like building them to the best that they can be. And I was so fortunate to be working alongside one of those. Yeah, I think Dave and I have have both had that experience to some degree, and, and mm-hmm. we've talked about that before. And and yeah, you're absolutely right. There are a lot of people in this profession that that never get that, and I I, I think that's part of why people struggle, or or sometimes even people leave, is they just never had that that kind of connection to help bring them along or help get them through or what have you. Mm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then once I started teaching, it kind of boom, took off. I built 
the program. I taught tons of different classes. Was like every semester, I added at least one new course. So I was just developing course after course after course. I think in total, I developed eleven different classes. Yeah, <laughs> along the way, I know I was I would be in meetings with people on campus who are teaching like history, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I teach two classes." I was like, two? <laughs> you only have to do two?" I'm like, "I teach like." 13 or so many different course, you know, course sections. And like, they're all about like seven different alphas throughout the year. And they're like, how do you do that? I'm like, I don't have a choice. <laughs> I don't know how I do it. That's because there's no one else. So it's just me. So yeah. Were you I, the only teacher at the school? So basically two local veterinarians, the one of them was the guy that I was yeah. working with, asked the local community colleges for a vet tech program because they were exhausted mm. training everyone on the job, mm -hmm. right? And Hawaii is a very transient state, right? naturally. We have a huge military population and just it's, it's hard to make your way here if, you don't, if you're not really in it, right? Mm -hmm. It's just, there's a lot of people that come for six months and leave. And yeah. so they wanted trained people. And so I got hired and then i was working with one veterinarian we were super part-time when i first started you know just adjunct faculty building things and then i was hired as tenure track in 2012. so mm. at that point then it was me and then we put in a program director position so then i was able to hire our first program director and we had you know that we just kind of built the team from there mm. so right now we've got one veterinarian full-time that's our program director and then two tenure track positions and a support apt person and then a few you know a few adjuncts from there wow so, wow that's, that's yeah. that's just amazing that you could put all that together <laughs> yeah it's so funny how i talk about this and so many people are so impressed by it but i just I don't know. It's just what I wanted to do. I just yeah. set my mind to it and it's, mm. you just get it done. Yeah. I was going to say know? you're in it. So it's just like, you know, you, you know what you're trying to do and, and what you have to do yeah. to get there. And so you, you just do it and you gain momentum. Like you said, add another course and add another course and add a person and, and what have you, you, you never, like when you're in it, you don't take a step back and like, look at the, <laughs> probably the monumental amount of work you had to do. Yeah. And so, you know, Dave's taught uh, at a big vet tech program. I taught in an alternate route program for a lot of years. So I've only been on the teacher side, but knowing what goes behind, goes on behind administration and all of that, it just, it blows my mind knowing the little bit about the process you probably had to go through to do that. Yeah. Kudos. No, knowing a lot about <laughs> the process, it, it, it is a monumental accomplishment. <laughs> well, well, thank you. So Sam, one of the questions we like to ask all our guests and you having been through the creation of a vet tech program, the creation creation of a vet tech association, and now the vet med masterminds. Where are we as as a as a whole? I, I realize that you may have your view may be slightly sheltered because you're you're kind of, for lack of a better term, on an island. <laughs> yeah, right, right. We're very isolated out here. Yeah, and I think, you know, I kind of set my mind when I started HVTA, I just got a few of the credentialed vet techs that I knew, right? And they were all credentialed in other states because RVT wasn't a thing right. when I moved here. Wow. And then I was, you know, initially vice president, the president at the time, she got us nonprofit status. And then I moved into the president position and I helped pass legislation. The cr that really, the, p the passing the legislation thing was kind of a crazy situation because we... 
you know, Hawaii is a state that's like, we don't care what everybody else is doing. We aren't going to just pass laws because all the other 49 states did it. We're mm-hmm. going to do what we want to do. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, maybe if everyone else is doing it, it might be a good idea. But <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, I was sitting in this meeting with the legislators and I, and they, you know, initially it was like the state auditor came in person. She didn't even send one of her people. It was just her. And then the lawyers for the DCCA, they were like, we don't really need this. We don't really need this. And I got up. And, you know, if you've been in those legislative hearings, they're seeing all kinds of bills all the time, right? Just like in one session. So there's people in the in this huge room from all walks of life. They're talking about condo things. They're talking about all sorts of stuff. And I still, I just stand up. I said, if you were to poll this room, the people here would think that everybody who's working on their pets have gone to school and become credentialed. And I said, that's not the fact. It's just not true, especially for here, because everybody had been trained on the job forever. So, you know, somehow it got through that layer, which was pretty amazing. But really, right now, I see a profession is at a tipping point. And we're going to go, you know, one of two ways. I think either the most competent, capable folks are going to find something more sustainable or there's going to be a huge push to change things drastically and i want to be on that side i want to push to change things drastically mm. i did it here yeah, so yeah. why can't we do it everywhere <laughs> right? right yeah uh, gosh yeah. i love I, <laughs> I think that's our quote dave i love yeah. the uh, I, I love i love that i love that idea going back to the hawaii vet tech association mm-hmm. being out there <laughs> on an island and, and so isolated from the mainland. Like That's the last time we're going to use that pun, by the way. Yeah, it's, it's really not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm curious how you feel your collaboration is with that association, with either other vet tech, state vet tech associations on the mainland or NAFTA at large. Like, Do you feel you are part of the, the large group as as it would be assumed you are, or do you actually feel isolated? Yeah, I really do. So when we were, you know, passing our legislation, nobody from NAFTA like reached out. Nobody said like, hey, do you want help with your practice act? Nobody did that. And I was recently added to like a NAFTA leadership Facebook group. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I didn't even know this existed. And then somebody posted in there like, oh, we just had a round table with our district. And I was like, that's a thing too. I was like a little bit frustrated, right? That I, you know, put together this tech association in 2013 and NAFTA just feels like this out of reach group that like, I like, I don't, you know, it's weird to reach out now because I just talked to their president elect, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, We did a Zoom call, Ashley and I did. And she was like, don't worry. Like, we're going to do awesome things. I was like, okay. She's like, we can chat once a month if you want. I was like, well, I'm probably sure you're busy to do that. But, you know, <laughs> we can we can be in touch for sure. Because, you know, I've been pretty vocal in that group since I realized that it existed. And I was like, why can't we do more? Why aren't we united? Why don't the 50 states and whoever else needs to, right? We should get Canada, their provinces together too, because they all, you know, aligned. They're all RVTs now. I was like, you know, why can't we all just start to collaborate and work together? Why do we have districts? I understand it's for ease of communication, but, 
You know, one of the silver linings for me of this whole pandemic is this. This ability to connect with people where before, like every conference is in person, right? Like, do I want to fly to right. Vegas? Do I want to fly to Orlando? Do I want right. to go to San Diego? Like, it's expensive to mm-hmm. get yeah. anywhere from here. For right? sure, for sure. And then it's like everything went virtual. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've done more CE in the last two years <laughs> than I had in the 10 <laughs> yeah. before that combined, right? Right, right? right. Because like, every, I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. Like, this pandemic is great for me <laughs> right and, and, and with the with the in-person conferences it's not like everybody you need to talk to is at every conference you know you go to yeah. this conference and you might have two or three people that you know you want to have these discussions with but if you want to talk to these three or four other people you have to go to two other conferences to be able to see them like yeah in this this method here is inefficient yeah yeah it's inefficient yeah yeah Mm-hmm. Sam, I'm curious, what, what is the time frame of like when you said, hey, we need to have a vet tech association to it actually happening? Uh, we got nonprofit status a year later. Like a whole, just it took you a year. That's yeah. amazing. Wow. Wow. And go, going back to your point, too, about, you know, the, the connectivity or, or lack thereof, you know, I, I'm currently the, the president of the California RVT Association and it, I, I'm going, I'm almost done with my two year term and it never even occurred to me to like, reach out to the state associations of the other 49 states and like and yeah we're in the same district right right we are in the same district you and i and we like are. and yeah. the, the entire west coast and i have no idea what's going on in those states and that's on me that's i feel like that's sure navta can like help coordinate some of that stuff but at the same time like that's on me that's on us as as the states to like kind of you know, work together in our own little way. But I don't know, I, I felt like in when I lived in New England and, and went to the Massachusetts Vet Tech Association, I think because of proximity, some of those states are so close together. I think yeah. they work yeah. really well together. But but as you move further west and the, the land is more spread out, I just, I, that's not a thing. And that just should be a thing. And now, like it you're saying, be. with this, like, we can have a Zoom call, all 50 of us, once a month. Yes. Make it happen. That's what I want to do that's what i'm doing (laughs) (laughs) love it i love it yeah (laughs) so the 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 creation of the the vet tech program so Uh as you were you kind of said in there you know the the veterinarians wanted this because there was you know they were having to do all of this training and and what have you so so building that program from the ground up not only how how difficult was that but did, did you actually encounter resistance to that like were there people pushing back on that yeah absolutely the veterinarians i think that's why we still have you know the alternate path in so many states right because at this point in the game we're really at a point where people can get the education you know there's enough online programs there's enough affordable options that people can do it and Jeff, I know you went through the alternate route and maybe, I mean, I don't know what your feelings are on it. But I, I wish it would go away, frankly. I I, I did the same thing and I, yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah. Oh, both of you guys went oh, yeah. through it. Yeah. 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 We're, we're both alternate route. And, and, and back then, you know, like I, I, I think there were brick and mortar schools available, but the, the problem for me was I didn't realize the difference. All I saw was that it was, you know, four people that had been in the field for a while and it was a shorter time in class. I didn't realize what having 
graduated from a an AVMA accredited school meant. They, you know, the alternate route program certainly isn't going to explain that to you if they're trying to enroll you in their program. And I didn't realize that the the doors that were going to be closed because of that. And like you're saying now, with all of the online options and everything else, like I, I do think at some point in the future we need to get to a point where every credentialed veterinary technician is an AVMA graduate. Yeah. And so the veterinarians have some skin in the game there, mm-hmm. right? Because they want to be able to hire who they want and pay them what they want to. Mm-hmm. And that's how we are here, right? And it's expensive to live here. It's expensive in other places in the country too. But, you know, we rival the Bay Area for cost of living. And if people are paying, when I first started teaching, our graduates were like, oh, you know, 11 to $13 an hour was like where you're at. And now our graduates are starting closer to 15 to 20. You know, I tell them, I'm like, you need to look at the entire package, like paid time off, mm-hmm. benefits, all of it. Don't look at only your hourly wage. But, you know, now I've got graduates who are making well above $25 an hour. So it's it's better, but that's still like, it's hard to live here yeah. on those wages. Yeah, There were a few loud voices against it, but for the most part, I think especially the associate veterinarians who went to vet school recently enough to be working alongside credentialed veteran technicians in vet school were like, please bring us some of these <laughs> because we need them. Yeah. We need them. And so so for the most part it was support. Okay. Good. Yeah. Before we get into the the vet med masterminds, is there anything about Hawaii VTA or the vet tech program that we haven't touched on that you want to yeah a little bit okay so one of the things that may also impress you that i've accomplished is that we don't only have a two-year face-to-face program we now have a three-year statewide program so it's available to students living on any island they fly over to oahu three times per semester for their hands-on skills. Oh, okay. But they have to be working part-time while they attend. Gotcha. Got it. I'm like... Got it. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, we have a unique challenge as far as a statewide program. Of course. Program, yeah, right? they can't just drive. So, <laughs> right, right. Because, because you're on an island. <laughs> right. Exactly. And we used to have a super ferry, but they shut the super ferry down. So now flight is your only choice unless you own a boat, which oh. most of my students... Right. Right, which not not so. very many veterinary technicians or vet tech students are going to own a boat. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, before we get into the vet med masterminds, why don't we take a little yeah. ad break here, and we'll be back after the break, guys. The Vet Tech Cafe is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp Online Therapy will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating in under forty-eight hours. It's not a crisis line, and it's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online that's more affordable than traditional in-person therapy and financial aid is available. Caffeinators receive 10% off the first month using BetterHelp.com slash VetTechCafe. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, to join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. Don't take our word for it. 
Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily at betterhelp.com reviews. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash reviews. If you want to take charge of your mental health, visit betterhelp.com slash vettechcafe and get started today and get 10% off your first month. Be well, caffeinators. All right, everybody, and we are back from the break. Uh, welcome back to the Vet Tech Cafe, where we can smell what's on your scrubs, but we're polite enough not to mention it. So, <laughs> Sam, yeah, our ad break was a, a ad for better help. So, given everything that you do in in your in your life and in your career, uh, how do you manage your mental health? How do you how do you manage to get away from veterinary medicine to to kind of have that work life balance? So, you know what complicates life. I also have a five and a two-year-old. Oh, my gosh. So so when I leave work, I say, like, I'm going to my maybe more important job. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I live in Hawaii, which is helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, We spend a lot of time outside, even if it's just, you know, right out in the... We're in a townhouse, so we go out to the front, and there's a little playground thing for the kids to get their zoomies out and, you know, walk the dogs. Just, it's really about, you know, once you become a mother, it's really about even just those small little bits of time that seem to recharge you. So, you know, my kids, is it's a completely different world than my work, which is a good thing to be in. But then sometimes you need a break from them too. I'm fortunate my in-laws live here. So when my kids were really young, my father-in-law actually drove over to our house to watch them. That was our daycare. Mm. Uh, So they have a very strong connection with their papa. And so they do sleepovers. I go to bars and drink good beer. And (laughs) I love burgers. I like grilling with my friends. You know, we, I make an awesome burger that we call Sam Burgers. So what's on the Sam Burger? Okay, so the patties themselves have like ground onion, which makes them super delicious. Mm -hmm. And then I don't eat pork, so there's no bacon. People can do that if they want to. But there's, you know, mushrooms, onions, avocado, lettuce, you know. Yeah, it's a fun thing for me to just unwind is to cook for my I don't cook in the kitchen. I only cook on the grill, but to cook for my friends that way. <laughs> nice. Nice. So, well, I, I yeah. will have to get some um, good bar and beer recommendations from you because Molly and I are coming to Oahu uh, in March for a week. Uh, my wife is uh, currently four, four and a half months pregnant, and we're coming over there in March for a, a baby moon. So I will have to- Baby moon. I will have to connect with you off air and what have you, but I'll have to get some recommendations because- Breweries are a staple of my life, and good beer is a staple of my life. Um, well, so, yes. yeah, you're fortunate. Yes, we we've had a pretty booming microbrew scene yes. in the last four or five years. They've really stepped it up. Fantastic. So. Yeah, Fantastic. you'll have to let me know which part of the island you're staying on, and I can for sure help out with that. Will do. Will do. So, <laughs> okay. um, so vet med masterminds. So, um, I think that's what initially started this conversation with you with us, as far as and we're just you know, now getting to it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and you know but but what is the idea behind vet men masterminds where is it at um and how did it start oh it's still starting okay um <laughs> <laughs> it was really just an idea that i thought about maybe six months ago we've had a few planning meetings me and a few um vet techs have 
gotten together, kind of figured out what I want it to look like. But truthfully, I'm tired of feeling like I'm sending my graduates out into a career field full of struggles. I don't want to call it broken. I don't really love that term. There's broken parts, but there's also really amazing parts too. But it sure is full of struggles, especially right now. And so what it really is, is we take one hour, five people, give them 12 minutes each just to tackle an idea. And it's not designed in that 12 minutes to change the world, right? That's not the goal. The goal is just to like float it and see how things work. I kind of wanted the topics to be organized into five general areas. So one is education. And we don't want to think of that only as school, right? I want to think of that as appropriate onboarding, you know, and some of these advanced degrees and roles that people are talking about. Public education, right? There's a lot of things that fall under that category that's not just AVMA accreditation. So another one is diversification because, you know, this field has been very white for a very long time and I want everyone to feel welcome. Career sustainability, I want to talk about pay and benefits and utilization and unionization, all of those things that kind of fall into the category of like upward movement and upward mobility and wanting to stay here long enough. Like what's the next cool thing that I can do that's going to keep me interested in staying in veterinary medicine? I want to talk about those things. For sure, mental health and work-life balance. Um, I think one of our biggest struggles in that realm is to not clearly define what those things, like what, like what is self-care and like what does that mean for one person and giving people the tools to identify what that means to them because it can be different things for different people, right? Some people think of like spas and manicures and pedicures and whatever else and some people are like, no, it's setting my car insurance to auto pay, right? <laughs> that's, you know, like sometimes that's self-care yeah. because yeah. it's one less thing to have to worry about, mm -hmm. right? And so just like, what are people people's ideas in that realm? And then probably one of the biggest pieces that probably could be its own thing is not only title protection, but just like, what do all of our roles look like? You know, what's going to happen with, with VTS? And should that be in our practice act? Yes, right? Like, when is that going to happen? Why aren't we doing that? So as far as this, like, get all 50 states together, like, that's what we should tackle. Like, we should collaboratively make one practice act that works for everyone instead of a few people behind closed doors coming up with it and then just dispersing it and saying, this is what you should use. I think we need to define the scope of practice for veterinary assistants and really create a path for them that is meaningful and gives them a sense of pride because technicians couldn't do their job without assistance and veterinarians couldn't do their job without either one. It's true. So yeah, absolutely. That's what I want to do. I want to have one hour talks, five people. You just get 12 minutes. Like, what do you want to talk about? It's just, you know, a chance. And then in the platform that we use, the five masterminds that get together, they have the ability to back and forth chat. And then I want it to feel more like a webinar where there's 
the ability to type in the chat for anyone, mm-hmm. right? So say you float the idea of, I want to group all of the 50 vet tech associations, or not every state has one, but people who want to make the vet tech association in the states that don't have one. And like, that's your idea, right? But somebody else is in a state without a vet tech association and they can chat. They can say, Jeff, I want to connect with you when this is done. I'm in a state that doesn't have one. This is an awesome idea. Boom. Now you've just been able to connect with somebody that you would have never been able to connect with in, a, in a, any other way, right? Yeah. That's what I want to do. That's yeah. it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And then after all these discussions happens, I, I guess mm-hmm. for lack of a better term, what, what is the long-term goal of, of this group? What are, you, what are you hoping to accomplish? You know, I want it to be a launching board. I don't want the people who consider themselves to be masterminds because this is going to be rotating, right? It doesn't have to be the same person presenting every single time. Mm-hmm. It's just whoever wants the idea, you know, but the group collaboratively can support each other, right? So whether we create a website and it's like, these are the five categories, right? And then underneath there, there's, you know, the ability to chat about it, to connect with other people. Yeah, I I don't want necessarily want to feel responsible for seeing every single one of these things through because I don't think that one person or even one group necessarily can do it. I just, my hope is really to just facilitate the conversation. Mm, excellent. Have you, has there been any kind of discussion to this point or, or idea that is something that you didn't see coming, something that blew your mind, like, wow, I've never thought about that, or or a, a way to do something or just a, a new idea, like any, I don't, uh, maybe victories is the right word, but something to come out of it yet that you're like, yes. We haven't had a meeting yet. Oh. We just need to, like, get it off the ground. Right? Gotcha. It's a weird time of yeah. year, right? Yeah, to, for like, sure. really start anything. But, yeah, I've got a few people signed up um to talk and if you guys want to come you're more than welcome (laughs) everybody has ideas right and it's really just kind of like connecting and you guys are able to do that but there's so many times that i'm listening to your podcast like i just listened to your tap room one and it was awesome with the (laughs) i was like yes and yes and i was like i want to be able to just chat with you and like you know what I mean? Because sometimes it's it's weird to be in this realm where you're just talking. And that's also what I've learned being in academia during this pandemic is like my students are all on Zoom and they all have their cameras off and their pictures are set to their pet, right? So I'm just like teaching to the screen of pets. <laughs> I tell them all the time. I'm like, okay, and in the chat, write this. And like every two minutes, I'm like, okay, and in the chat, write this. And in the chat, write this. Because otherwise it just feels like, you know, we're you're not really interacting but i love the idea whenever i'm in webinars and stuff i'm always very active in the chat because you know you can have dual ideas and conversations happening all at the same time and i'm kind of an idea generator and so i like to hear other people's ideas too yeah yeah so how can other people get involved? I know I know you've invited us and, and we've we've both signed up looking forward to actually getting involved in, in some of that. That that's that sounds like a really great discussion to have with other people. But how can how can everyone else get involved? Uh, I initially started it as a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, Facebook is kind of morphed into this weird place where either people are on it all the time and really active or people want nothing to do with it. Right. So it's it's hard. But there's 
you know, outside of trying to create its own Slack or something like, you know, it's not, it's like, there's not the best platform for that type of communication. Mm -hmm. I don't feel, at least I haven't discovered it. So I've created a, you know, a website for it, but I really just want people to sign up. And if you're nervous about it, you know, not everybody wants to feel like, oh, I can just do public speaking, which is like, now this is public speaking, right? Right. (laughs) Just to be, you know, just people listening. But just to attend and be active in the chat if you do attend. And really the goal for me is to connect some of the people who, for whatever reason, aren't active in their state organizations. There's so many people that have good ideas and you don't want to say it that way, but aren't afraid to complain about the issues that we do have. But then I also say, like, well, what are you doing about it? Are you involved? Did you put yourself into a leadership position in your state association where you can actually do something about it? Because, I mean, really, complaints without action to me is just like you're just bitching. Yep. And then, <laughs> yeah, it's and true. Then, right, right. And then we're not moving anywhere. We're just here spinning our tires, right? Like, let's just start actually moving things around yeah. and collaborating and working together. Absolutely. And and I think what a lot of people don't realize too, and we've talked to other guests about this, Dave, the one that stands out to me is, is Nikki Castagna the, from yeah. the Maryland Vet Tech Association is that just being a member of your organization, your state organization is so important because it's that membership number really that drives how much clout you have. So right. even if you don't want to be a committee member, even if you don't want to be an elected official in the state organization, being a member drives change. And yes, it's expensive. Hopefully there's some good benefits that come with it. But I mean, we struggle in California to get 10% of our RVTs to join the state association. And I think on a national scale, that probably translates out pretty well. It's it's hard to get any positive change done when your membership is 10% of your constituents. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's, it's tough. Yeah. At this point, you know, you almost want to make membership for the organization as cheap as right. possible. Mm-hmm. So that way it's like, oh, you know, like, sure, here's 20 bucks a year. Yeah. Whatever. Like, yeah. just please just put your name on the list. Right. Because the veterinarians aren't going to take you seriously if there's seven of you. Right. With really loud voices. Right. right? Like, you need the number. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't, I don't think every, anyone's ever going to say like, I mean, almost every association, their num- their prices have gone up. I, I, maybe California is a little bit different because they did have that big spike, which I we can talk about later. I, I think they dropped some of those prices mm-hmm. um, recently. But, I mean, you know, if you're spending $20 a year for your membership and then one year suddenly it's $25, I mean, how many people are going to say $25 is too much? I'm done. <laughs> right. Right. That's the difference of a taco and yeah, exactly. we're not doing it. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Right. So getting back to, to briefly the, the Hawaii Vet Tech Association, like I'm curious within your own organization and representing your the the RVTs in your state, like what struggles specifically do you do you find you have as as the state association in Hawaii? Consistency with people who want to stay involved. You know, I said it's a transient state. The people that I started with, I mean there's maybe one left here. Mm. Like everybody's moved away. So, you know, but, I, but I've but i worked to get a, 
you know, new people. I think probably too, like, this is just like a dig on my graduates a little bit. Like, I made this for you, and none of you <laughs> want to be involved. So, you know, uh, I did, I did recently recruit one of my recent graduates. She, she's like a natural gift giver. You know, people like she brought surgical masks in before the pandemic. (laughs) So like everybody already had a mask that she had brought, you know, like (laughs) with little cat noses and whiskers on them. So I asked her, can you be part of the membership committee so you can put together little welcome packets? And, you know, like that's her jam. She's like, yes. She's like, I'll go to every single rep and get everything I can. And so she's, you know, she's helping out. But yeah, it's hard to get people to consistently help, I think. Yeah. So it's just been me for a long time, that feels like, you know, with a few other people. Kind of coming and going. And yeah. Yeah. How many but. members do you have in your Hawaii Vet Tech Association right now? You know, I will be honest, I kind of let that go for a little bit during the pandemic when my kids were home with me and I had to put all my classes online. I was like, I can't, I can't do this right now. Uh, And nobody was really there to pick things up. So right now in the last four months, we've had one meeting every month and I just kind of want to like put all new people in every single position. I'm like, I don't really want to be on the board. Like, I'll be on a committee maybe, but like, I really want it to come from other people instead of like, oh, there's Sam again. Yeah. Like, we don't want to hear from her again. So, um, so we're kind of having a revival right now. Good. And we, we have interesting, like two veterinary groups here. We have, you know, our HVMA, but then we also have the Honolulu Veterinary Society. And they just get together and do fun stuff. Like they go bowling or they have poker night or they do, you know, like that's all they do. It's just like, just let go. You know, their organization is just purely based on fun. Mm. And we kind of want to do some stuff that, you know, that they're doing too. Just like, let's just get together and have a good time. Nice. 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 I like that. I like that. Well, uh, as we get close to an hour here, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but I'm curious if there's anything about the topics we've talked about today, the Hawaii Vet Tech Association kind of starting the, the, the school program that you have or Vet Med Masterminds, if there's anything we haven't covered yet that you want to get out to the caffeinators. I think probably one of the things that I want to tell what I do tell my students and what I would want to tell any people working in veterinary medicine that are, you know, like wanting to see some of this change or potentially like do the mastermind thing, but they're nervous about it. I tell my students that you can't expect learning to happen to you. You have to take an active role. And I think that's probably the same thing for making improvements in veterinary medicine. You can't expect these improvements to just happen to us. We have to do it. Mm. And, you know, the more of us that take an active role, the better off we're going to be. Excellent. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And is there a a website for VetMed Masterminds? Yeah, I can send you guys that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Something we've been doing recently, which which has actually helped out a lot, is there anyone that you can think of that we should put in your seat? Who who should we interview based on any topic? Or it could just be a topic that you want us to explore. Uh, I maybe have too many. <laughs> <laughs> Pick one to talk about and then email us the rest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I probably, you. I think you guys um, know her well, but Beth Ann Armstrong. Yep. Mm-hmm. We've already yep. interviewed her. Yeah, we've had her. Oh, on. have you? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that was, she created, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Well, she's created the VTNE crash course. Mm-hmm. So she's working with people who are wanting a different way to review mm. to pass the VTNE. And so I am a moderator in that huge Facebook. Oh, great. Group. Oh, cool. So we're kind of teammates there. Yeah, she's she's done a lot as far as you know helping people yeah. study and pass the VTNE. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think Dave and I have both done something with that group like be in a discussion panel yeah. or yeah. what have you yeah to do mentors yeah there's a mentoring program in there too oh, wow. which is something we didn't even talk about yeah right? it's so important <laughs> well that's yeah. that's different than what we we talked to her about must have been it was probably almost two years ago we, we yeah yeah she was her. in one of our mental health series oh that's episodes. right that's right yeah yeah yep yeah so yeah, yeah. she's well, a, she's since amazing that time yeah since that time she's been a busy bee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys should talk to her about her crash course. Yeah. Okay. I like yeah. it. All right, Sam. And now it's time for your would you rather question. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Jeff, which one do you which one do you like? I don't know. You pick. <laughs> they're, it's a, they're, they're all over the map, so it's it's a little they're bit difficult for me to <laughs> go with go with your gut. I'm gonna go with the third one because it's kind of out there. All right. All right, Sam. This one's a this one's a thinker. You're in a relationship with your most ideal and most attractive partner, okay? Would you rather they're part of a religious cult that worships spiders or they have a family that all kiss each other on the mouth? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm hoping hoping your partner isn't one of these two things already. (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, pre-pandemic, everybody in Hawaii hugs and at least does Kiss on the cheek. Really? Okay. So I'm, I mean, like, that's how we greet even, like, if I were to just walk up and meet you. I mean, I know you guys are, you know, not, you have some New England at least a little bit in there. So people <laughs> are very like, ah, what are you doing? Don't touch me. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, what's one, chi- one inch over? We can kiss. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> so you're going to take the family that kisses each other on the mouth? Yeah. All right. That's solid reasoning too, though. I mean, I mean, it is solid. Yeah. I mean, it, I like mean, you said, you're you're already halfway there. Yeah. 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 I mean, so close. <laughs> uh, that's great. As long as we're just keeping it to a little right. Pa- yes. And, yes. And, yes. And, yes. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. All right. All right. All right. All right. Well, Sam, thank you so much for your time and for everything that you are doing and have done for veterinary assistants and veterinary technician students in Hawaii and veterinary technicians in Hawaii with the state association. You know, Dave and I have been members or on boards with the state associations and such. So we know the massive undertaking that all of that is and, and wanting to make it better over there for all your students and, and continuing to work, trying to coordinate with the mainland and, and move things forward. So thank you very much for all of that and everything you've put forth. And thank you very much for your time today, especially at this time of year. We know time is tight. So it was a great discussion. Hopefully this yes. was the first of many. And yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like there's there's more things we could explore. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I also have a would you rather question for you. <gasps> oh, good. Oh, Excellent. oh, all right, all right. Let's let's hear it. Okay, would you rather work in an all cat clinic or no. an all pu- pug clinic? All pugs. I would take all, all pugs. All cats in a heartbeat. <laughs> all pugs in oh, a heartbeat. I, down the middle. Yeah, I you know the the cat clinic thing. I, I never have done it, and I know when I've worked in clinics before. You know, if there was one mad cat, it would set off all of the other cats, and I, I feel like that's you know certainly 
gonna always be on the table. Yeah, that's a consideration. Damn, I just love cats. <laughs> yeah. And I love pugs. I just don't like working on pugs. Yeah. And I I don't dislike cat. I mean, I like I like cats, and you you know, it, it's not that I I don't like cats. It's that, like you said, sometimes there's those cats that are that just mm-hmm. set off everyone. And I I'm not one of those people. There there are technicians that like. They gravitate to the to the to the angry cats where they, they just like the challenge. And you know, maybe maybe fifteen twenty years ago, I would have liked that challenge now. But in my late forties, I'm like, I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. I'm like, if we could make a clinic of all pit bulls and horses, like sign me up. <laughs> Pits and ponies, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, thank you for uh, for throwing that out there to us. That was great, um, and thank yeah. you so much for your time. And we'll um, we'll get the website from from you. And um, do you like send out an email blast about you know sessions or or what have you, just to kind of get connections or? Yeah, I mean that's kind of what what we have to start the process right it's all great yeah in beginning stages fantastic i have some people that are like i don't do facebook so i have their email i mean maybe it's better to just like you know you know you have to register for so many webinar things and send out emails that way i think i almost need a person just to handle the oh my gosh yeah you know (laughs) yeah we 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 all have assistance we need a person for here for sure (laughs) yeah you guys do well um yeah definitely you know keep us in the loop with that and um any Mm -hmm. you know anything new that develops just let us know and we'll help get the word out any way we can and um help help the process grow so Anyway, thank you very much for your time, Meli Kalikimaka. Oh, <laughs> look at you. And yeah. uh, it was great I have to talk no to you. I no idea what you just said. <laughs> and uh, I'll connect Miss, with you yeah. offline about uh, my trip to Oahu in a couple of months. Perfect. All right. Thanks Thanks so much, fam. Thank you both, too. Yes, thank you. You bet. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Hello, caffeinators. We wanted to thank Dog Days Consulting for managing our social media and helping with the interior design here at the Vet Tech Cafe. They don't just do social media. They can help you identify your brand through brand coaching. The founder is a CVPM with 15 years experience in veterinary practice management. They are a small business proudly serving the veterinary community, and we are thrilled to be working with them. Check them out at www.dogdaysconsulting.com. Hey, caffeinators! We would like to thank you for listening to the Vet Tech Cafe podcast today. As everybody is well aware by now, we often talk about difficult issues that face our profession. In addition, we chat with colleagues and leaders in our field who have strong opinions of these issues. Those opinions expressed by either Dave or Jeff as the hosts, or those opinions expressed by our guests, are their opinions alone and do not represent any other person, business, institution, or any other entity inside or outside of the scope of veterinary medicine. If you have any questions relating to this, please email us at vettechcafe at gmail.com or visit our website www.vettechcafe.com. Lastly, whatever platform you utilize to hear our dulcet tones, please rate and review our podcast and like and follow our Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn pages as well to see what we're up to. From all of us at the Vet Tech Cafe, have yourself a great day.